in the Northwest, guaranteed fresh. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda, a dynamic duo who share the joy of the Catholic faith through catechesis and conversation on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very happy Friday morning to you, September 29th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us. That was cool. We started with sound effects this morning. I, <laughs> I love kinda that. I kind of like that. Yeah. yeah it's uh, Sister Anne speaking in tongues. <laughs> That's it. Uh, <laughs> the uh, echoes go out. So, uh, hey, last Friday of September. Let's make the most of it, That's David. That's right. Uh, when we return on Monday, it'll be October. Or what I like to call Rocktober. 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 That's right. Okay. Nothing but rock. That's it. <laughs> well, you know who who the rock was. Uh, other than Dwayne Johnson. No, Peter. Peter. Wasn't he oh, the, wasn't Petrus he the rock? upon this rock, yeah, I will build his see? church. So it would be the month of Peter. That's it. Okay. Yeah. I like that. How did, how did, you know, see how I spun that. I do. You. You I, are a spin. Master David. <laughs> I am indeed. So yes. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Big weekend ahead. What what are your plans? You got big plans? I don't have plans, although I'm very sure that a meal in my future will involve very delicious Mexican food. Oh, well, there I you go. I woke up this morning. Actually, I went home yesterday going, I do you want some Mexican food? And Scott's like, No, I got class tonight and I just ate. And I went, Okay, so I made homemade dinner, but then I feel mm-hmm. like I'm going out for All right. Mexican food. So How about you? What are you gonna what what is your go to? I oh. mean, if you like Mexican food, what do you a burrito, a taco? Oh, no, I mean, I, what do you want? Yeah, I, I really enjoy some chili verde. Oh yeah. All right. Uh and chicken mole. Those are kind of my top ones. Uh and then depending on where we go, I like there's a place nearby that makes these very delicious uh taquitos that have, it's Ooh. more than just your basic taquito. This stuff yeah. is built up really, really well. So uh, I am a judge of Mexican food restaurants by how well they make their Spanish rice. Oh, I thought you were going to say margaritas. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's that, that, that too. too. Yeah. Uh, but but the Spanish rice will tell as far as the food goes. Yeah. Now, I can get a good margarita a lot of places, but if you have bad rice and good margaritas, yeah, I'm probably mm. not going to go. That's not your place. That's not my place because yeah. I can get a good margarita somewhere else. Well, good rice. I'm glad you're doing that. <laughs> that sounds like fun. It should be a nice weekend, too. I'm Absolutely. I'm just looking at it. Maybe a little fog tomorrow morning and Sunday morning, but then they're still calling for sunshine, although I will say this, not as warm as I thought possibly this weekend, but that's okay. But it's, it is fall. It, it's it, not going to be summertime temperatures, although yeah. if you go farther into the weather forecast next week maybe next week yeah it rained this week after monday next week yeah the rain shuts off really well we got sunny days warm weather so i mean it's we're toying in the upper 70s again so So, you know what i'm doing tonight (laughs) sitting in traffic well hopefully not hopefully i leave soon enough uh so i don't going down to the beavers beavers utah so explain to me this uh, the color out it's an orange scheme out. that they're what it's an orange out. What are they so, doing? Well, you know what the beavers' colors are, right? Orange and black, which is perfect for this. Which time is of the year. colors? My high school, Escondido High School, so in uh, Southern California, we were the Cougars. Yeah, orange and black. Hey, look at that. Yeah. So you should, you probably have a bunch of orange and black gear. 
corner in the uh, closet ready it, to if wear. If you look, open up my hope chest. I think there's some few things in <laughs> there. Few things. My in old there. cheerleading outfit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, you, you wear that tonight and watch the game. It's on TV. It would fit right yes. in, except for the big cougars across the front. So you know. Uh, yeah, so the orange out going on this evening, so that'll be happening. Uh, that's uh, we'll talk about it in sports. Six o'clock start for you, just in case okay. you're wondering. I, I yeah. will look for. Are you right. going orange face? And... Uh, I don't know about the face, but I got the gear. I'm you got your I, I'm orange gear. Gear that's all laid out for me on the bed for when I come home to put it on and hit the road. And hit the road. Hit the road. Hopefully beat the traffic. <laughs> you know, Friday, Friday traffic. Uh, by could always itself, be an adventure. Yeah, always by itself. Friday traffic is, but then when you want to go to a Beavers game with what 30, 40,000 of your closest friends, exactly. So, uh, we got to hit the road early today. So, I'll, I won't be here the second half of the show because I'll already be on the freeway heading down just to make sure I get out of here. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'll be here. <laughs> well, good, I appreciate that. Yes, I, I will be around here to do that. So, yeah, so uh, heads up too, we'll talk about it in the news. But Portland Marathon this weekend here in Portland, oh. obviously, Sunday morning, okay, downtown throughout the bridges. So, if you had plans to come down for uh, breakfast uh, Sunday morning in downtown Portland, you may want to. Uh, Change those okay. because it's going to be busy. You know, it's funny that you're talking about breakfast because for my breakfast today, I'm going to go into the refrigerator uh, and see if there's any leftover birthday uh-huh. pie. Yes, indeed. David, I feel terrible that I forgot your birthday yesterday. Well, you It know. didn't stop me from eating a piece of your birthday pie <laughs> that we celebrated. I don't know where Deb finds these oh, places. That was good. But that may, may have been the best apple pie I've ever had. And it's from like the pie store or yeah. the, the pie shop or some, some such name. Well, I was hurt and disappointed that you forgot, but until the pie came in and then all was forgiven. It, <laughs> and the a la mode just made and it all yes, the more it, better. It so, well, thank you. Well, yes. I hope you have another opportunity to enjoy your birthday thank celebration you. this weekend. I will do that, absolutely. And I appreciate all the card that I got from all of you and the pie and the ice cream. So uh, thank you very much. It was, it, was, it was a great day. And my, right. my, and my wife even put up a happy birthday sign for me. Did she? So thank you, sweetheart. I appreciated that. Nice. Yes, it was very nice. Uh, what do you got coming up today? Well, bishops, religious, and lay people from around the world gather in Rome to begin the Synod. I have details on their schedule, how you can watch. And we'll talk about what the winter has in store for the Northwest. El Nino. All right. We got a great show ahead for you this morning, David, just for you for your missed birthday. One of your favorite songs. Here is Audrey Assad, The House You're Building. Oh, thank you. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
is Audrey Assad and The House You're Building. Man, I love that song. You do. I just, yeah, it's a beautiful <laughs> song. Uh, 710 right here at Matra Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this last Friday in September. So you have a really interesting interview coming up. I was really excited to be able to talk with Father Michael, his family, his cousin, in fact, part of the Olma family, all brought beatified recently in Poland. Yeah. He was there, and I got a chance to talk to him about it. All right, it's right after the forecast. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Holy Cross Priest Father Jim Gallagher in prayer with the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day, for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for sin, for the intentions of all my friends and associates, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Jesuit High School invites all interested students and families to attend an open house on Sunday, October 29th from 1 to 4 p.m. Jesuit High School, located on Beaverton Hillsdale Highway in Portland, is a Catholic college preparatory school in the Ignatian tradition that serves students from all backgrounds from grades 9 through 12. Jesuit strives to form women and men for others who are people of compassion. Online pre-registration is required at jesuitportland.org forward slash open house. One of the great hallmarks of the Catholic community in the Pacific Northwest is how we pull together in the face of adversity. Unite with Matre Day Radio, the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon, and Archbishop Alexander K. Sample in support of the parishioners of St. Joseph Catholic Church in Salem as they recover from the devastating fire that destroyed their sanctuary. My heart really is just filled with emotions. I'm deeply saddened by what has happened to your house. Stand with Archbishop Sample and Mater Day Radio. Show your solidarity with a gift to the St. Joseph Salem Fire Relief Fund through the Archdiocese of Portland at archdpdx.org. That's archdpdx.org to support St. Joseph Catholic Church in Salem with Mater Day Radio. Here for our community as we lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 714 Amatra Day Radio. David and Brenda with you in the morning blend. Going to be, well, about a 40% chance of showers today. It will be lightening up later tonight. You know, the temperature is going to be kind of dropping, getting a little cooler. Mm -hmm. We have to turn the heat on. Okay. Yeah, down to 48 tonight. So tomorrow, some patchy fog, then sunshine. High of 67, about the same for Sunday, too. So a nice weekend ahead. Currently 54 degrees at Catholic Community Services of Clark County in Vancouver. And 54 degrees at St. Juan Diego Church in Portland. In what was called a day of joy in Poland. In September, a devout Polish family of nine were beatified all at once. Now, it's an incredible story of faith for Joseph and Victoria Oma and their seven children, one of whom was pre-born, were martyred for sheltering two Jewish families during World War II. This tragic event brings up a memory of grief and sadness, but also great hope in the mercy of God. And present for the beatification was Father Michael Nemchuk. He is a formation director at Mount Angel Abbey. And he's joining me this morning because he was present for that beatification. And he's going to tell us about his family the Olmas. Good morning, Father Michael. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, good morning. Thank you for having me. What an incredible story in and of itself, this family for the first time in the history of the Catholic Church, an entire family brought in together. And this is your family, Father Michael. Tell us a little bit about this family and your relationship to them. Oh, yes, I'd be delighted to. Um, What's beautiful is that this family is everybody's family. That's the, the whole beauty of the communion of the saints. So we would all be excited about it. And in fact, uh, the world over, people are excited. Um, but there's an added excitement that I have because um, Victoria Ulma, um, her maiden name was Nemtrak. She was cousins with my great grandfather. And so all of this happened in 
the small town of Markova, which is just two towns over from the town where my dad grew up, uh, where we would always go to visit grandma and grandpa every summer where we moved uh, when I was a boy and where I went to the sixth or to the first grade uh, when I was six. So um, it, it takes on a very personal tone for me um, in a way that just makes the communion of saints feel that much more real. Uh, these aren't mythic figures from a distant past, but yeah, these are real flesh and blood people who um, had families who uh, lived pretty regular lives, just in extraordinary circumstances, uh, lived their faith with, with the great heroism. Father Michael, let me ask you this. Was their story, I mean, did you grow up knowing who your cousin was and the story around their death? Oh, so uh, great question. Um, we had some, I had some vague notions that we had family there um, that had sheltered Jews. And what's what's beautiful is that from my grandfather's, my grandfather, Kazimierz, on both sides of his family tree. So his, on his mom's side, his uh, uncle was sheltering Jews at that time. And on his dad's side, um, the Ulma family uh, was, was sheltering Jews. So I knew in vague terms that something like that was happening, but I never got the details of the story until later on uh, when I was already in seminary is when my dad was sharing a bit more about it. And it was just had a profound impact on me in making me want to live out my vocation with that same kind of a a heroism, that same kind of self-sacrificial love with which the Ulmans uh, lived out theirs. If you are just tuning in, I'm speaking today with Father Michael Nemshak. He is a formation director here at Mount Angel Abbey. As part of a temporary appointment, he is previously the director of vocations for the Archdiocese of Santa Fe. How incredible to have this story. And again, as I said in the opening, it was uh, a, a tragedy. I mean, just a heartbreaking, this family, young children, a child in the womb, knowingly put them all at risk to save another family. And in fact, their whole family, it it seems to me, and I look at my own life and my own children, I don't know if I have that bravery, but we're never been put in that situation. So we wouldn't know, but is that what God calls us to do is that we should be willing to have so much faith in his mercy that we should be ready or at least willing to help those in need. Well, I think what's very telling in this, what's very inspiring is in their family Bible, um, Yusuf and Victoria had the, um, the parable of the Good Samaritan underlined, and they wrote in the margin next to it, yes. Hmm. And so they took their inspiration directly from Christ. And I'm sure in their minds, even though this was terrifying, it was also quite simple that it doesn't matter if the person is Jewish or Christian, a friend or a foe, uh, rich or poor, if they're in need of help, a Christian helps them. 
And what I think this teaches us, and especially parents, is you have a natural desire that your children be safe, comfortable, all the rest. And that's beautiful. But you also recognize through supernatural faith that they are God's children before Mm -hmm. they are your children and that he has called them to be heroes, not just to kind of um, meander their way through life seeking, you know, comfort, safety, all the rest, but to live their life with this sense of heroic purpose in pursuit of Christ. And that's what Yusuf and Victoria allowed their whole family to do by setting that tone and saying, this is the type of family we are. We're, we're a family that follows Christ radically. And they won for their children eternal life. Right? Isn't that every parent's goal? Exactly. More than just a string of decades on this, life, uh, on this earth. It's, it's eternity. That's, that's what we're going for. Father Michael Nemchuk joining us today. We're talking about an incredible first for our Catholic faith when an entire family, the Oma family, was beatified in Poland earlier in September. Father Michael, I've just loved this conversation so much. I want to know about what happened at the beatification because you were there and I'm coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour? Oh, certainly. I'd love to. And it is 722 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. Don't forget, too, you can hear all of our interviews on the free Hail Mary media app. Learn about how to download it on our website, materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Romans 4.21 assures us that whatever God has promised, He is able to perform. St. Peter Catholic Church in Newburgh is fulfilling the promise with its challenging campaign to build a new church to accommodate large growth with more space for worship, sacramental life, service, faith formation, testimony, and solace. See the new church design and learn more at stpeternewburgor.org. That's stpeternewburgor.org. And join us in fulfilling the promise. Facing difficult problems in your marriage. Oregon Retrovi is a lifeline to married couples helping them restore their marriage and rebuild a loving relationship. Catholic in origin, this Christian marriage program is open to all married couples, no matter what age, walk of life, faith, or ethnic background. Oregon Retrovi is a practical program to improve communication, build stronger marriages, and help couples reconnect. Presenters are not trained marriage counselors, but rather couples sharing their personal stories and the tools that they use to rediscover their love. Begin your journey to healing. All it takes is a decision to find out more. Go to helpourmarriage.org and start the process today. That's helpourmarriage.org to learn more about this transformational program. Oregon Retrovi, a lifeline for married couples. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. 
These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. 725 in Mater Day Radio. And what's our weather looking like this winter? We'll give you the prediction coming up in the news. Bishops, religious, and lay people from around the world, including 20 from the United States, are heading to Rome this weekend. The Synod on Synodality is set to begin. I'll have an update for you on that coming up in news. This is Sean Garrison and Exceeding. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend, right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
That is Sean Garrison and Exceeding. It is 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news this morning, in addition to their three-day retreat outside of Rome, more than 350 members of the Assembly of the Synod of Bishops are expected to go on a pilgrimage to the roots of the Christian faith, visiting the Rome catacombs. Paolo Ruffini, Prefect of the Dicastery for Communications and President of the Synod Communication Committee, told reporters that the Synod pilgrimage on October 12th is an integral part of the Synod program. Program. Seattle Archbishop Paul Achen was appointed by Pope Francis to participate in the Synod, one of about 20 representatives from the United States. The October pilgrimage scheduled from 3 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. will take participants to the catacombs of St. Sebastian and of St. Callistus and the nearby Domine Quo Vadis Church. The Vatican will also live stream the Synod Masses and the introductory sessions for each section of the Synod discussion. So on October 4th is the opening Synod session and introduction of the theme for a synodal church and integral experience. October 9th is an introduction to the discussion on a communion that radiates. October 13th is the introduction to the discussion, co-responsibility in a mission. The 18th is the introduction on participation, governance, and authority. And then lastly, on October 23rd, the presentation of an outline of a synthesis of the work. Oh, quite the process. So they've got their work cut yeah, out for them. No doubt. Well, for the first time in years, an El Nino winter is upon us. That means this year's winter outlook, released by the Climate Prediction Center, looks a little different than it has in the past several years, especially for Oregon and Washington. The last three winters have been dominated by La Nina, which typically means a dry winter in the southern half of the country and colder, wetter conditions in the Pacific Northwest. But that's not the case this year, as a strong El Nino looks very likely to stick with us through early next year. So this year, the Center, which is part of the National Oceanic Administration, Atmospheric Administration, is forecasting above-normal temperatures across the northern United States through the winter months, while the North experiences a drier-than-normal winter, the majority of the South looks like it may see a wetter winter. Now, Southern California, the Southwest, Gulf states, and much of the East Coast are leaning toward more precipitation than normal. So for us, man, maybe a little more mild, drier winter this year. Mild and drier. Okay. Yeah. U.S. Senator Dianne Feinstein of California, a Democrat who was elected to the Senate in 1992, has died. She was 90 years old. She was elected to the San Francisco Board of Supervisors in 1969 and became its first female president in 1978. The same year, Mayor George Moscone was gunned down alongside Supervisor Harvey Milk at City Hall by Dan White, a disgruntled former supervisor. After Moscone's death, Feinstein became San Francisco's first female mayor. Then in the Senate, she was one of California's first two female senators, the first woman to head the Senate Intelligent Committee, and the first woman to serve as the Judiciary Committee's top Democrat. 
In February of 2023, she said she would not run for a sixth term this next year. And within weeks of that announcement, she was absent for the Senate for more than two months as she recovered from a bout of shingles. Feinstein is survived by her daughter, Catherine, granddaughter, Eileen, and three stepchildren. 31 years. Wow. She was a U.S. senator. Mm. That's uh, that's a long time. Wow. Well, Portland City Council unanimously approved an inaugural five-year climate investment plan this week. It calls for the investment of $750 million in several climate programs developed by the Portland Bureau of Planning and Sustainability. The plan will help the city reach its zero carbon emissions goal by 2050 and fund climate justice programs, according to the city city of Portland. Now, some of the priorities include millions of dollars toward energy efficiency in housing and small businesses, as well as for transportation and decarbonization. Officials say more funding will go toward building upgrades for nonprofit and government-owned buildings and regenerative agriculture and green infrastructure. These are funds for growing an equitable tree canopy and energy upgrades in affordable multifamily housing. The Vancouver City Council agreed this week to spend an extra $1.4 million on two safe state communities over the next two years amid concern of staff burnout and insufficient pay. The increase was included in a $3.4 million contract with Outsiders in the nonprofit running these cities first safe stay. The funding will bring outsiders in into compliance with upcoming state requirements for peer support specialists, people with lived experience supporting people struggling with mental health or substance use. The funding will bring outsiders in into compliance with the upcoming state requirements. Vancouver operates two safe stays and has announced sites for two others and has budgeted for one more. The third safe stay, which will be run by Outsiders Inn, was supposed to open earlier this year, but weather and construction costs delayed its opening. And in sports, good college football game in Corvallis tonight as two nationally ranked Pac-12 teams go at it at Research Stadium 19th-ranked Oregon State hosts 10th-ranked Utah at 6 o'clock. Game is being televised on FS1. Utes are undefeated on the season at 4-0, while the Beavers are 3-1. OSU suffered its first loss of the season last weekend at Washington State. Other Pac-12 games tomorrow include Oregon at Stanford. That is at 3.30. That'll be on the Pac-12 network. Washington travels to Arizona for a 7 p.m. contest. That's also on the Pac-12 network. And Washington State has the weekend off. Today, it is a feast day, and it's a big one of Saints Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael, the only archangels mentioned by name in the canon of Scripture. Originally, this date instituted by the church in memory of a Roman basilica that was dedicated in the year 530 only mentioned Michael. And at one point in history, this day was a holy day of obligation for Mm. Catholics. Whatever may be the case behind the origin of this feast, why do we dedicate an entire day in the liturgical calendar to archangels? Who are they and how do they affect our lives and are they still around? To help us understand, here are some uh, things to know about the Archangel. We'll right. talk about these throughout the show today. Uh, you know what? To Miriam Marston, 
going to be with us at uh, our 810 interview segment. Oh. We're going to talk about the okay. angels as well. Okay, let's see if we can uh, get a little uh, information ahead of uh, her, right. uh, her discussion. Yeah. So first of all, archangels are the second lowest rank of angels. Traditionally, angels are divided into what is called the nine choirs. This hierarchy is based on nine names of ranks of angels that are found in sacred scripture. St. Gregory the Great lists these choirs in a homily. Mm -hmm. The first choir, angels, just angels. Those are our guardian angels. That is the first choir. After them are the archangels, the virtues, the powers, principalities, dominions, thrones, and the closer we get to the higher level, it is the cherubim and the seraphim. That's it. There you go. So now you know. So nine choirs of angels in case Miriam asks you, and then we'll get into some more details in our next half hour. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This evening at 7 o'clock, it is Catholic in Recovery. It is happening at Sacred Heart Catholic Church here in Portland. The community at Sacred Heart Parish invites those in recovery from alcohol or any unhealthy attachment as they discuss recovery topics and pray. The Catholic in Recovery meetings are both in person in the church basement and on Zoom. Confidentiality is protected. And remember, you can find all the details on this event, plus so many more. In fact, I had to go pages into the community calendar just to get through these next two days. There's so much happening. So please check it out. You'll find it, materdayradio.com. You'll also have access to the community calendar on the Hail Mary media app. And Brenda continues her interview with Father Nimchek right after the forecast. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a nonprofit religious entity committed to providing superior, compassionate, life affirming health care to patients of all ages. We are looking for an experienced medical assistant who is passionate about our mission of respecting the dignity of each person, mind, body, and spirit. If you or someone you know is looking to make a difference, please contact Holy Family Catholic Clinic by sending an email to nelson at holyfamilyclinic.com. Hello, this is Father Peter Julia, the Director of Vocations for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. Join me in praying the Memorare. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you do I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please download the free Hail Mary Media app or visit us online at materdayradio.com. We are leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. 
online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. What's your next mission from God? You do have one. We all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Day Radio. 742 at Day Radio. Maybe a little patchy fog out there this morning, depending on where you're at. 40% chance of showers today, high of 62 degrees. And about 20% chance of rain later tonight, low of 48. Then for Saturday, start to see some clearing after some patchy morning fog with a high of 67. I looking ahead, it looks like we do have some really good weather coming mm-hmm. up. So I am uh, hopeful for that. I could use a little dry yeah. out. Currently, it is 54 degrees at St. John the Baptist Catholic Church in Milwaukee. And 55 degrees at St. Alice Church in Springfield. I am back with Father Michael Nemchuk. Father Michael is a formation director here at beautiful Mount Angel Abbey. He comes to us from the Archdiocese of Santa Fe. He is joining me today because we're continuing our discussion on an incredible day of joy, the beatification of the Olma family their seven children and husband Joseph and wife Victoria, who are related to Father Michael. Father Michael, thanks so much for staying with me today. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Father Michael, in our first half hour, you talked about how you came to know this family and the realization that Victoria was a relationship to your great-grandfather. You said it was an inspiration for your own vocation story, and so... When the beatification date was announced, you were going to be there. Tell our listeners a little bit about how that process, which was already beginning, led you to Poland. Oh, I was so grateful for the opportunity. Um, I was just starting my my new assignment here, um, or I knew that I was going to be starting it. I was still pastor of my parish in New Mexico and a vocation director. And so there was a big question mark of our am I going to be able to even have that time off? But thankfully when I called the rector, he was very gracious and he said, uh, it's not every day that uh, you have members of your family beatified. Of course you could have that week off. So, um, I went over there and my, my father, uh, was over there as well. He had spent a few weeks, um, down there in Poland, uh, ahead of the beatification. And it was beautiful to get to spend, a little bit of that time with him, uh, with some of the rest of my extended family, and then um, can celebrate that beatification mass, which was just such an honor and beautiful to see all of Poland really galvanized around this moment. Um, the president was there, the prime minister, the head of the Senate, um, the chief rabbi of, of Poland was also there. So there was an interreligious uh, element to it. And upon this town that's actually not any bigger than Mount Angel here um, uh, at the foot of the seminary, um, 36,000 people from all over Poland descended upon this town for this mass. There were multiple cardinals and bishops, and I think they said about a thousand priests. 
And it was all because one family decided that they would follow Christ in a radical way and be open to life, be open to the lives that God gave them in the womb and the lives that came knocking at the door. Wow, incredible. Father Michael, you said you were there, you met up with your father there and some extended family. Did you have an opportunity to meet even more family, family that still resided in Poland while you were there? Um, yes, so I I didn't get to meet any new family that I haven't met before. Those who were most directly related to the Ulma family, um, they were... Uh, understandably, um, very busy with, you know, everybody wanted to meet them. Mm. Um, but the family that I did get to get, get to know a little bit more was the Schiller family, which was what I mentioned earlier, my grandfather's mother's side that was also hiding Jews at that same time. And hearing from, I guess my great uncle, I don't know what exact kind of relationship would be a great uncle or cousin or something. Um, but hearing from him how he as a nine-year-old boy had to walk home from school that day that the Ulmas were killed, they sent all the children home and they said, go back by the most direct route, go to your families, it might not be safe. And he's walking home from school knowing that his family had been sheltering uh, another Jewish family for about a year at that time. And not knowing what he was going to find or if he would find his family there. And then the fact that having seen this this horrific fate that the Ulma family faced, instead of kicking these Jewish persons out, they still kept hiding them, sheltering them for the months that followed. So just hearing him tell that story was profoundly moving to me. What an incredible story and inspiration and uh, for every family to, to place all of their trust in the Lord. And while it seems a tragic end, as you said, this is eternity and a family together to enter the gates of heaven. So for the Oma family, now the beatification ha- has happened. What's the next step? And will the rest, the whole family be able to be canonized together? What happens now? Oh, so that's a really good question. Uh, I think a lot of people, even within the Vatican, are asking that question of what what the next step would be, because it's beautiful that as a family they were beatified, because as a family they made this self-sacrifice, and that unity of the family um, aspect is among the most beautiful out of this whole thing. They picked as their feast day July 7th, which was the wedding date of Yusuf and Victoria, which what a beautiful thing to, to highlight the unity of the family by having the family's birthday essentially be the feast day. For a canonization to occur, um, typically what the church looks for is miracles that can be attributed to the intercession of the beatified person or persons. Whether that can occur with the whole family coming in by people praying to the family, honestly, I don't know. But um, I'm hopeful, and so I've been trying to get as many people as I can to uh, uh, to pray to the Ulama family with their needs, trusting that their intercession uh, will be powerful. And in fact, I was able to bring um, several hundred, actually over a thousand of these intentions with me to 
the beatification mass and God was good enough to give me a few hours before the mass started to go through each of them one by one and and bring them to the Ulma family at that time. Yeah, hoping people utilize their intercession. Oh, Absolutely. Well, Father Michael, I just appreciate your time today sharing the details of your family and really about this beautiful event in Poland. Before we go today, can I ask you, will you offer us a prayer and your blessing? Oh, I would love to. All right, let's pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Dearest Lord and Heavenly Father, I thank you for Mater Day Radio, for all that they do. Uh, I ask that you bless um, everyone who works there, and in a particular way, all of the listeners, especially those families who um, are struggling with disunity in the family, uh, family members who have fallen away from the faith, any difficulties like illnesses or injuries, searching for work, all of these daily family difficulties, Lord, we place in your hands through the intercession of the Uluma family, asking that they may um, that their example may inspire and their intercession may call down the graces that every family needs. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Michael, thank you so much for your time today and sharing this story. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you too. And it is 7.51 at Mater Day Radio. It's David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend on this Friday, last Friday in September. We'll come back on Monday. It'll be October. And then one week from then, October 9th, it'll be the start of our fall share Looking forward to that. Be changed. That is the theme for the fall share Going to be focusing on the Holy Eucharist. This quote from Father Mike Schmitz, the Eucharist has the power to change and revive the hearts of every human being. A beautiful quote by Father Mike there. And we hope you will join us for the Fall share Again, these are important for us. We do one in the fall, one in the spring. These raise our funds for our operations, and so that's why we do them, and so your support greatly appreciated. In fact, you can make a gift right now if you'd like to, to our matching fund. Just go to our website right there on the front page is the Be Changed page. You can click on that and make that gift right now. Make that pledge. We do appreciate it. Once again, Fall share coming up October 9th through the 13th. A lot of wonderful guests. Learn about it on our website, materdayradio.com, or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak from deepadventure.com with Deep Virtue number 83. There's a scripture that says that the Lord prepares a table for us in the midst of our enemies. The Lord invites us to come and sup with Him. 
Uh, the Lord invites us. He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and lets me in, I'll come in to him and sup with him and he with me. There's going to be a wedding feast in heaven. And we enjoy the presence of Jesus in the Eucharist at, at the, uh, at the, when we celebrate the Last Supper at Mass. But whenever you're going to be doing some eating and feasting, there's going to be some dishes to be done. And I remember as a youth in like junior high and high school, me and my three sisters, our job after every dinner was to do the dishes. We had washed the dishes, dry the dishes, put the dishes away. And then we did one more thing. We had set the table for the next morning's breakfast. With four children in the family, it was kind of like a small army. This is what the Catholic Church teaches us to do in our prayer life. At night, we do the dishes. At night, when we pray, pray the night prayer, the liturgy, the hours, we do an examination of conscience. We look at our life that day and how we may not have greeted Jesus properly uh, in the way that we treated other people, or maybe in our thought life or in other areas where we fell. And we seek God's forgiveness, His mercy, and His help. And, res- and we resolve uh, to start a new day. You know, we do the dishes, we ask God for forgiveness, and he cleanses us and keeps us clean. And then in the morning, the Bible says his mercies are new every morning. And so our nighttime prayer really is doing the dishes and setting the table for the next morning so that our last thought of the day is of Jesus and our first thought of the day of Jesus so we can rise in the morning and set our day um, with a good breakfast of his word. This is Bear Wozniak from DeepAdventure.com with Deep Virtue number 83. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at deepadventure.com. CYO Swim and High School Basketball Registration is open. Great school-age youth can register now to experience the excitement and joy of team competition together with building their endurance and swimming skills. Additionally, high school students can sign up for basketball, and we are hiring basketball officials. Visit our website, cyocamphoward.org, to register or learn more today. You are invited to attend CYO and Camp Howard's annual fundraiser, Champions of Faith, on October 17th at the Oregon Convention Center. Come see keynote speaker Laura Tennant, three-time winner of the U.S. Senior Women's Golf Amateur. Your donation will enable all youth to participate, regardless of socioeconomic status, while bringing new program enhancements that meet our kids' needs. Again, that's CYOCampHoward.org. God bless all our amazing volunteers, coaches, camp counselors, and donors who are so critical to the success of our faith-building programs. season comes football and tailgating and there's no better way to score a touchdown than by passing that old vehicle of yours to Mater Day Radio. We're happy to accept your donation of a car, truck, van, RV, or boat. It's quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you. Not only that, you are joining a winning team that's supporting a faith-filled Catholic broadcast. So score some points by checking out our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, Western Oregon and Southwest Washington's number one Catholic morning show. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. And it is 7.57 at Mater Day Radio. Well, we are inching closer to a government shutdown. We'll have the details in the news. And Cardinal-designate Stephen Chow of Hong Kong says relationship between the Vatican and China not as naive as it may seem. I'll have that story for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. 
Hey guys, I'm Lena with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. Today we celebrate the feast of Saint Maurice. He lived around the third century in Egypt, specifically Thebes, which is present day Luxor. This saint left his mark as a soldier in the Roman army. His Theban legion was an oddity in the Roman army at the time because it was made up entirely of Christians. One day, their legion was called to depart for battle and commanded to perform pagan sacrifices, as all the other legions were told to do. Naturally, they did not comply. Their commander, Maximian, let this slide initially. But then, when Maurice's legion was commanded to harass the local Christians, they refused. This enraged Maximian. He ordered the unit to be punished, and every tenth soldier killed, a military punishment known as decimation. More orders followed. The men refused compliance as encouraged by Maurice and a second decimation was ordered. Continuously, Maurice and his men refused to attack their fellow Christians. Eventually, Maximian had enough of their disobedience and had them executed. The place in Switzerland where this occurred is now known as St. Maurice and is the site of the Abbey of St. Maurice. St. Maurice had a successful career in the military. He could have chosen to impress his superiors and follow orders blindly, but he refused to give in to job security. Instead, he put his own life on the line to do the will of God. He chose to lead his fellow Christians in that legion to glorious martyrdom. Maurice and his men knew that this life was not the point. How often do we get caught up in the temporary woes of this life? We get so consumed with making life comfortable here, living for the moment in this YOLO mentality that we forget what all of this is meant to prepare us for. We have it pretty cushy here in the States. The American culture teaches us to strive for that American dream of working a steady nine to five, getting that awesome dream house and preparing for an easy retirement. I'm not saying this is all a bad thing, but I am saying it's not what our focus should be. I'm preaching to myself here. It's a constant interior battle to fight these desires to succeed and capture that American dream. Our family had it for a while. My husband was working a steady nine to five for the diocese. We had a four bedroom home. We had benefits, health insurance, food on the table. And I was never more restless inside than I was then. When we decided to start Awaken, the nonprofit that helps create these daily saint shows and so much more Catholic content, it turned our American dream life upside down on its head, which hasn't always been easy. As Christians, we are called to overcome these worldly trappings and to discover what our true mission on this earth is. We are given one life to live. Let's live rebelliously and do what the world tells us not to do. Saint Maurice, ora pro nobis. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints and to pray with Mater Dei Radio, please download our free Hail Mary media app. It's at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. Cardinal designate Stephen Chow of Hong Kong, who will receive his red hat from Pope Francis Saturday, has voiced his belief that the Vatican's approach to dialogue with China is working and that perceptions it is naive all wrong chow also said he is happy that two bishops from mainland china will participate in the upcoming synod of bishops on synodality and sees it as progress in terms of vatican china relations 
For decades, Hong Kong has been a Catholic stronghold on the edge of mainland China, where Catholics and members of other religions have at times faced persecution under the officially atheist Chinese Communist Party rule. For years, the Vatican has sought to establish stronger ties with China, and in 2018, they signed a provisional agreement with the Chinese government on the appointment of bishops aimed at unifying the official government-sanctioned church and the so-called underground church loyal to Rome. While that deal has repeatedly been violated by Chinese authorities, Pope Francis has gone to great lengths to reach out to China, praising them publicly and sending clear messages of assurances during his visit to Mongolia. Well, Congress remained on track this morning to trigger a government shutdown this weekend as House Speaker Kevin McCarthy appears to lack the votes to pass a last-ditch stopgap bill to extend government funding beyond Saturday. With Congress at an impasse, the federal government is scrambling to prepare for a shutdown when government funding runs out at midnight on Saturday. Meanwhile, the Senate is working to advance a bipartisan stopgap bill that would keep the government open through November 17th. Now, a shutdown could have enormous impacts across the country in important areas ranging from air travel to clean drinking water, as many government operations would come to a halt while services deemed essential would continue. Uh, just reading about it uh, most recently, it doesn't look too good right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah I something know. Something happens. The own, my own federal employee in my house, they are working on closing things up in preparation. They don't expect that things will get signed this mm, weekend either. Unbelievable. Archbishop Paul Coakley of Oklahoma City on Thursday called the execution of convicted murderer Anthony Sanchez, which took place a year ago, fundamentally at odds with the culture of life the state of Oklahoma proclaims to be building. Governor Kevin Stitt, despite enacting several anti-abortion measures, lifted a state moratorium on the death penalty in 2020. Bishop Coakley added, I implore all people of goodwill to join me in advocating for an end to the death penalty in Oklahoma and instead working to achieve actual justice that represents human dignity and prioritizes healing the wounds of grief and loss. Please join me in praying for the soul of Julie Buskin, her family, Anthony Sanchez, his family, and the correction staff involved in carrying out this execution. St. John Paul II, calling the death penalty cruel and unnecessary, encouraged Christians to be unconditionally pro-life and said that the dignity of human life must never be taken away, even in the case of someone who has done a great evil. The bishops of the United States have spoken frequently in favor of life sentences for convicted murderers, even those who have committed heinous crimes. Well, it is a busy fall weekend ahead. Lots happening. Probably the biggest event takes to the streets as the 2023 version of the Portland Marathon gets underway this Sunday morning. Both the marathon and half marathon kick off at about 7 a.m., but streets, bridges, and roads along the route may close several hours prior to the race start. Now, most race activities should finish by about 2 p.m. Race begins and ends at Portland's Waterfront Park on NATO Parkway at the intersection with Salmon Street. The route moves through the Pearl District down southwest McAdam Avenue, over the Selwood Bridge and on Southeast Milwaukee Avenue. 
So if you are planning to travel through these areas, be prepared for road closures and detours. The 2022 marathon hosted about 7,000 runners. Wow. So it gives you an idea of the numbers. And, of course, uh, downtown parking will be at a premium, obviously, on Sunday. So, again, if you had plans to head down there, eh, you may want to adjust them at least at this point in time. But uh, great event. So uh, good to see it's out and running. And uh, what time or what which uh, race are you running? The half marathon uh, or the full? I, I will be running the uh, salsa and chips uh, <laughs> marathon uh, and waving as everybody goes by. I'm glad they've gone with this route because if they were going to go by the route that was uh, written up in the show Portlandia, <laughs> uh, that one was in the shape of a rose. And they oh. had runners going down alleys and running into <laughs> each other as the crossbacks were trying to make uh, that rose shape Uh, that's pretty funny the Multnomah County commissioners voted four to one to approve spending millions in surplus tax dollars in the homeless crisis on Thursday the commissioners the commissioners were looking at how to spend more than 75 million dollars in unexpected revenue much of that came from additional metro taxes money will go to new detox drop-off site shelters recovery housing and other homeless services along with other public testimony before the vote portland mayor ted wheeler gave his support to a yes vote and later tweeted thank you to multnomah county board of commissioners for approving additional funding for our temporary alternative shelter sites In sports, NFL Thursday night football last night in the black and blue division. It was the Detroit Lions over the Green Bay Packers. That was in Green Bay, the final 34-20. Big night for Lions running back David Montgomery, who rushed for 121 yards on 32 carries and three touchdowns. Detroit now 3-1 on the season. Packers are 2-2. Hey, both University of Portland men's and women's soccer teams, they open West Coast Conference play tomorrow night. So the men are at home hosting the Pacific Tigers at 7 o'clock at Merlot Field. Lady Pilots are in Stockton, California for a 7 o'clock match against Pacific. So, uh, yeah, if you get a chance, head up to the bluff, watch the Pilot men play tomorrow night. They're off to a great start. So uh, they're nationally ranked and and doing really well. So uh, with conference season starting, uh, kind of now making your way toward to see how you can set up for the playoffs. So hopefully uh, they keep going here. Love it. Well, today is the feast. St. Michael, St. Gabriel, and St. Raphael, the only archangels mentioned by name in the canon of Scripture. Originally, this day instituted by the church in memory of a Roman basilica that was dedicated in the year 530. Then it only mentioned St. Michael. And at one point in this day was a holy day of obligation for Catholics. So we talked about what do we know about the are the angels and the archangels and are they still around today and and what is their influence on our life of course we talked about the archangels being the second lowest rank of angels there's the angels which include guardian angels and right above them mm-hmm. archangels All right. next archangels are entrusted with delivering important messages to humans The lowest ranks of angels are the ones we are most familiar with as they are the ones who communicate or interact with us. St. Michael is believed to be the angel who delivered God's divine inspiration to St. John in the book of Revelations and is known as the protector of the church guarding her from evil. 
St. Gabriel is first mentioned in the book of Daniel and helps Daniel in his mission on earth. Later, Gabriel appears to Zechariah and the Blessed Virgin Mary, delivering the greatest message ever that God meant to incarnate and sent his tent within us. And St. Raphael is mentioned in the book of Tobit to heal Tobit and deliver Sarah from a demon. Raphael accomplishes both acts disguised as a human, guiding Tobias along the way and instructing him on what to do. So uh, I want to talk to an archangel that that would be uh, encouraging in my life. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. On Saturday at 10.30 a.m., Western Oregon Catholic Charismatic Renewal Healing Mass in Prayer is happening at Christ the King Church in Milwaukee. The Western Oregon Catholic Charismatic Renewal Team invites all to a Charismatic Mass celebrated by Father Chuck Wood with a prayer meeting afterwards. Lots of praise and worship, testimonies, prophecy, and ministry. Music will be led by Don and David Benz. And remember, you will find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. Well, speaking of the archangels, that's what we're going to talk to Miriam Marston about. And we're going to do that right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join Mater Dei Radio and Franciscan missionary Sister Anne-Marie Warren with the morning offering. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with this holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. CYO Swim and High School Basketball Registration is open. Grade school-age youth can register now to experience the excitement and joy of team competition together with building their endurance and swimming skills. Additionally, high school students can sign up for basketball, and we are hiring basketball officials. Visit our website, cyocamphoward.org, to register or learn more today. You are invited to attend CYO and Camp Howard's annual fundraiser. Champions of Faith on October 17th at the Oregon Convention Center. Come see keynote speaker Laura Tennant, three-time winner of the U.S. Senior Women's Golf Amateur. Your donation will enable all youth to participate, regardless of socioeconomic status, while bringing new program enhancements that meet our kids' needs. Again, that's CYOCampHoward.org. God bless all our amazing volunteers, coaches, camp counselors, and donors who are so critical to the success of our faith-building programs. 
It's the last few days before Monterey Radio's 2023 Fall share opens on Monday, October 9th. And we need your help to make this a successful broadcast event. Be changed and celebrate the power of Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament during this week of thankful celebration. To prepare for this big broadcast event, please prayerfully consider making a gift to help us build a strong matching fund. Your support now will have a substantial impact on the success of Monterey Radio's 2023 Fall share by providing joyful encouragement for other listeners to match your financial generosity. To learn more and make your matching gift now, go to MonterdayRadio.com or the Hail Mary Media app and be changed by Christ in the Holy Eucharist during the 2023 Fall share coming October 9th through 13th to Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 8.14 here at Mater Day Radio. One last weather system passing through today and then clouds begin to break up. Today we have morning patchy fog, about a 40% chance of rain. Temperatures staying in the low 60s. That's cool. Yeah, we're yeah. typically low 70s this time of year. That's exactly so. Grab a jacket if you're heading out this morning. As we move through the afternoon, those clouds again breaking up overnight, dropping to a very cool 48 degrees. Then Saturday, partly cloudy 68 and Sunday, uh, 70 degrees. So not too bad of a weekend. Yeah. 54 degrees at St. Joseph's Church in Salem. And it is 52 degrees at St. Mary's of Guadalupe Catholic Church in Ridgefield. Well, she is the host of Blazing the Trail, heard every Wednesday evening at 7.30 right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on the Hail Mary Media app. She is also the Faith Formation Director at St. Anthony Catholic Church in Tigard. We welcome Miriam Marston. Good morning, Miriam. How are you today? Good morning, David. It is great to be on with you all, and I'm doing very well. Thank you. Great to hear. Second weekend of fall. You heading to the pumpkin patch this weekend? Um, we'll see. It's a busy weekend, so I don't know if I'll have time for pumpkins. <laughs> hey, well, you know, you, you're you a very uh, artistic, talented person, so uh, I imagine that you would be a very good pumpkin carver. Um, I, I hate to disappoint you. I'm actually terrible at it. Oh. <laughs> My my artistic talents, I think, are more with music, and I'll stick to that, not with pumpkin carving. Okay, well, uh, that now that now I'm very disappointed because I just envisioned you with some Michelangelo like pumpkin sitting on your front porch, but that's okay. Yeah. That's uh, we'll we'll, uh, we'll go with the great singing voice instead, I guess. So uh, that that's perfect. Well, Brenda and I have been talking today. Brenda's had some stories yeah. about this being the feast day of the archangels, St. Michael, St. Gabriel, and St. Raphael. What do you say, yeah. Brenda? You, I, I always say Raphael. You say it differently. Raphael. Raphael. What do, what do you say? Um, I, I say Raphael. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I, I always said Raphael, but God rest her soul, Alice Bennett, the owner of Queen of Peace Bookstore, she said Raphael. So I, I'm going uh, with right. Alice. Well, <laughs> I would not ever go any other way than with Alice. Okay. Well, either way, he is a saint and it's his, he's part of the feast day today. So when, when you think about these yeah. angels, the, these archangels, Miriam, what do you think? What comes to mind? Yeah, great, great question. You know, as I was reflecting ahead of our conversation, David, I was thinking um, about how the existence of angels really illustrates how God creates and provides, because God is utterly self-sufficient, right? So he doesn't really need to create, 
But by default, love is creative and God is perfect love. So he's all about creating. And in the order of creation, he has brought forth these spiritual beings, these angels. Um, Again, we have the guardian angels, which we'll celebrate on October 2nd. um, And they show how God just provides so generously as he wants to assist us along our path. Um, But before we celebrate guardian angels, you're right, we have today, September 29th, um, we celebrate the archangels. So we have three angels named explicitly in Scripture, as you've been discussing. We've got St. Michael, St. Gabriel, and St. Raphael, or St. Raphael. <laughs> and, you know, I was curious why we have the name Saint before an angel. I, I, I kind of looked into it because I was curious. Yeah. Um, but, but Saint just indicates that one is holy, whether a human or angel. So that that term can be used in lots of ways. So it just indicates the, the holiness of this being. Um, so we've got uh, St. Michael, who is the prince of the heavenly host, and he's the chief angel in heaven. Um, and I love the meaning of his name. Um, it means, who is like God? So um, in other words, there are no beings in the cosmos that compare to God, and God is above everything. So the very name of Michael tells us that God is God, and we are not. Yeah, <laughs> so right. I think that's very powerful. Um, in and we hear his name in Revelation um, in chapter 12, when we read that war arose in heaven and Michael and his angels were fighting against the dragon. So we'll see Michael usually depicted with a sword, uh, defeating the devil. Um, we've got uh, St. Gabriel, uh, who oh, brings that beautiful message, that annunciation to Mary, hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. That's what Gabriel says to Mary, and this is where he tells her that she was going to conceive in her womb and bear a son, and he, and that uh, she would call him Jesus. So uh, this great um, announcer. Um, now this means that St. Gabriel, this is good news for all of you, he's the patron saint of radio broadcasters. Hey, how about <laughs> so that? You've got a great patron saint yeah. there, and he's often depicted um, um, holding a lily, and that symbolizes hmm. purity. Nice. And of course, uh, St. Raphael, and his name means uh, God heals. Uh, so we have the story of him helping um, uh, Tobias in the Old Testament, um, in the book of Tobit, um, and he's the patron saint of travelers and blind people and doctors and, and those who are ill. So we can turn to St. Raphael in those moments. So again, gosh, just a, a great day in our church to reflect on God's faithful and providential care, as is shown through the existence of angels. Yeah, Brenda was mentioning earlier, too, in one of her stories, that uh, at one time this was a holy day of obligation in the Church, and uh, obviously it's not anymore, but still it, I guess, represents just how important the day is and the angels. And for years I've told the story on the air before, but I'll I'll tell you that I wear a St. Michael medal, and I've had this medal for years and years and years. I can't even think back— when I got it, where I got it, I, it's just been a part of me for so many years, which I greatly appreciate. And then to add to that, it was yeah. several years ago when we were still in our studios at the University of Portland, and there was a traveling priest who mm. went throughout the country, and his his uh, mission was to spread the word of St. Michael the Archangel. And so it wow. was awesome. So he blessed the medal 
when uh, he was there. And it was like, it was funny because I, I, I hadn't really thought about that. And then I was listening to him mm. talk and it's like, oh yeah, I've got this medal on. I wonder if he would, <laughs> I mean, you know, he was more than happy to do that. So I always felt very um, gratitude to him for coming through the station and talking about St. Michael and, and blessing the medal. But I think that, you know, I'm not alone. I, I think there yeah. are many people out there that probably wear medals or have some sort of relationship with yeah. these archangels. Yeah, and and you know, I think you actually kind of summarize in your story the the thing about angels is they're just always with us, yeah. and we sort of forget. Oh, when did this happen? Mm-hmm. When did this start? And they're just always there, and we so we have much to be grateful for in these days uh, today, and then on the October second, just being grateful for the presence of angels in our lives. Absolutely, she is Miriam Marston. You can hear her on Blazing the Trail every Wednesday evening, seven thirty, right here, Matra Day Radio, anytime on the Hail Mary Media app, and she's the Faith Formation Director at Saint Anthony Catholic Church in Tigard. Miriam, always great to talk with you. Thank for your thoughts on the angels. It's wonderful, and uh, just hope you have a really blessed weekend. Oh, it's great to be on with you all. Have a wonderful weekend. God bless. It is 8.22 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, you know who we also call angels? Our powerful prayer team mm-hmm. here at Mater Day Radio every day. In fact, I can see the phone ring as somebody calls in to get the recordings of the prayer intentions right. that people call in every single day. They take those prayers and they pray for you. And it's just a wonderful way that Mater Day Radio can join our prayers with yours and lift them up to the Lord. If you have a special prayer intention, no prayer too great or too small for mm-hmm. our prayer warriors. Please let us know at materdayradio.com. You can find that information. You'll also be able to give us the name of the faithfully departed David You so beautifully read those every week so that way we can pray a rosary for the repose of their soul. Again, find out all that information at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hi, my name is Will Detheridge. I grew up going to St. Juan Diego and Holy Trinity in Portland and I'm a young entrepreneur. My company, Catholics for Hire, helps bring the church into the digital world. Inspired by Blessed Carlo Acutis, Catholics for Hire creates websites, videos, podcasts, and other digital resources to help you evangelize. We also produce print media, such as bulletins, manage social media, and assist with online advertising. Our mission is to get parishes, nonprofits, and even businesses connected to talented young Catholic professionals across the country. If you're looking for a new website, a podcast producer, a newsletter redesign, or more, check out our website at catholicsforhire.com. We ask you to join us in asking our patron to pray for the new evangelization across digital media. Blessed Carlo Acutis, pray for us. Set on a hilltop in the midst of the Willamette Valley, life at Mount Angel Abbey is both unchanging and made ever new in the spirit of Christ. 
Steeped in a Benedictine tradition more than 1,500 years old, the monks of Mount Angel have prayed together five times a day for more than 130 years. We welcome you to come and join us in the ancient rhythm of monastic prayer and liturgy. Come seek the things that are above. Learn more at mountangelabbey.org. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree, but we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Morning may have broken, but don't fret. David and Brenda can fix it. The Morning Blend, on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. It is a 26 at Mater Day Radio. Well, are we in for a mild winter this year? Well, maybe. We'll tell you about it in the news. And bishops, religious, and lay people from around the world gather in Rome to begin the Synod. I have details on their schedule and how you're going to be able to watch some of it. That coming up in news in three minutes. Here is Sarah Kroger. Alleluia is our song. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. What hope we have even
Sarah Kroger and Alleluia is our song. It is 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In addition to their three-day retreat outside of Rome, more than 350 members of the Assembly of the Synod of Bishops are expected to go on a pilgrimage to the roots of the Christian faith, visiting the Rome catacombs. Paolo Ruffini, Prefect of the Dicastery for Communications and President of the Synod Communication Committee, told reporters that the Synod pilgrimage on October 12th is an integral part of the Synod program. Seattle Archbishop Paul Aitchen was appointed by Pope Francis to participate in the Synod, one of about 20 representatives from the U.S., The October pilgrimage scheduled from 3 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. will take participants to the catacombs of St. Sebastian and of St. Callistus and the nearby Domine Quo Vadis Church. The Vatican also will live stream the Synod Masses and the introductory session for each section of Synod Discussions. So for the month of October on the 4th, the opening synod session and the introduction of the theme for a synodal church, an integral experience. Then on the 9th, introduction to the discussion on a communion that radiates. The 13th is the introduction to the discussion on co-responsibility and mission. The 18th is the discussion on participation, governance, and authority. And then lastly, on October 23rd, is the presentation of an outline of a synthesis of the work. Well, the first time in years, an El Nino winter is upon us. That means this year's winter outlook, released by the Climate Prediction Center, looks a little different than it has the past several years, especially for Oregon and Washington. So the last three winters have been dominated by La Nina, which typically means a dry winter in the southern half of the country and colder, wetter conditions in the Pacific Northwest. But that's not the case this year, as a strong El Nino looks very likely to stick with us through early next year. So this year, the center, which is part of NOAA, is forecasting above normal temperatures across the northern United States through the winter months, 
While the North experiences a drier-than-normal winter, the majority of the South looks like it may see a wetter winter. Southern California, the Southwest, Gulf states, and much of the East Coast are leaning toward more precipitation than normal. So I'm trying to think, last winter, we had the one big snow event, as I recall, right? Correct. That yeah. was uh, uh, Ash Wednesday. Is that when it was? Yes. Wow, good memory. The, well, the only reason why I remember that is because I went to the cathedral yeah. at noontime on Ash Wednesday to go to Mass, and as I left, really big snowflakes were yeah. falling. And by within about three hours, that whole uh, road, uh, you yeah. know, to get onto 405 and across, you know, over to I-5, just a parking lot. Yeah, but didn't we also, like on Christmas Eve, we got Did a we big, get a little snow we, that we, day? I think we got more I, than a I, little. Yeah, it's right, because yeah. I remember that mass attendance was way down, too, yeah. because of the, the difficulty yeah. getting there. All right, so we'll see if it's mild this year or not. U.S. Senator Dianne Feinstein of California, a Democrat who was elected to the U.S. Senate in 1992, has died. She was 90 years old. She was elected to the San Francisco Board of Supervisors back in 1969, became its first female president in 1978. That was the same year Mayor George Moscone was gunned down alongside Supervisor Harvey Milk at City Hall by Dan White, a disgruntled former supervisor. After Moscone's death, Feinstein became San Francisco's first female mayor. Now, in the Senate, she was one of California's first two female senators, the first woman to head the Senate Intelligence Committee and the first woman to serve as the Judiciary's Committee top Democrat. Then in February of 2023, she said she would not run for a sixth term in the next year. And within weeks of that announcement, she was absent for the Senate for more than two months as she recovered from a bout of shingles. Feinstein survived by her daughter, Catherine, granddaughter, Eileen, and three stepchildren. Portland City Council unanimously approved an inaugural five-year climate investment plan this week. It calls for the investment of $750 million in several climate programs. Now, developed by the Portland Bureau of Planning and Sustainability, the plan will help the city reach its zero carbon emissions goal by 2050 and fund climate justice programs, according to the city of Portland. Now, some of the priorities include millions of dollars toward energy efficiency in housing and small businesses, as well as for transportation decarbonization. Officials say more funding will go toward building upgrades for nonprofit and government-owned buildings and regenerative agriculture and green infrastructure. These are funds for growing an equitable tree canopy and energy upgrades in affordable multifamily housing. You know what I've seen recently? Have you seen these where the roofs of buildings are, you see stuff growing oh, yeah, on the yeah. roofs? Yeah, that's pretty neat. That's a, a, a very natural insulator, yeah, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The Vancouver City Council agreed this week to spend an extra $1.4 million on two safe-stay communities over the next year amid concerns of staff burnout and insufficient pay. The increase was included in a $3.48 million contract with Outsiders Inn, the nonprofit running the city's first safe stay. The funding will bring Outsiders Inn into compliance with upcoming state requirements for peer support specialists, people with lived experience supporting people struggling with mental health or substance abuse. The funding will bring Outsiders Inn into compliance with upcoming state requirements for peer support specialists. 
Vancouver operates two safe stays and has announced sites for two others and has budgeted for one more. And a third safe stay, which will be run by Outsiders Inn, was supposed to open earlier this year, but weather and construction costs delayed its opening. And in sports, a good college football game in Corvallis tonight as two nationally ranked Pac-12 teams go at it at Research Stadium. 19th-ranked Oregon State hosts 10th-ranked Utah at 6 o'clock. Game's a sellout, just like that. <gasps> oh, yeah. okay. So it's going to be an orange out. Everybody's going to be an orange. You got a ticket to sell? I've got no, I don't. <laughs> I got a ticket to use. Okay. And I'll be in my orange, by the way. Uh, if you can't make it to the game, by the way, it is being televised on FS1. Utes are undefeated on the season at 4-0, and while the Beavers are 3-1. and OSU suffered its uh, first loss of the season last weekend at Washington State. Other Pac-12 games tomorrow include Oregon. Ducks riding high. They're traveling down to Stanford. 3.30 kickoff there. That's on the Pac-12 network. Washington travels to Arizona for a 7 p.m. contest. Washington, I, I mean, you know, we talk about Oregon, Oregon State, and Washington as well. Washington looking good. <gasps> nice. Yeah, Huskies looking very tough. Again, 7 o'clock on the Pac-12 network. And Washington State, they get the weekend off. Today is the Feast of Saints Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael, the only archangels mentioned by name in the canon of scriptures. So to help us understand more these mysterious beings that God created, here's some things we need to remember on this feast day. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about you know the, the choirs, uh, how they're entrusted to send important messages. Even Miriam had just talked about Gabriel bringing the, the biggest message of all right. of, of salvation history that Mary would be the mother of God. Now, archangels, here's the questions. Do they have wings and swords? Hmm, okay. Uh, I'm going to, well, you know, you always see uh, Michael depicted yep, with the sword. with his sword, Yeah. right? Well, the truth is, unlike us, angels are pure spirits and do not possess anything material. On occasion, they can look like a human, but it is only a facade. Dr. Peter Grief gives an excellent description in his book, Angels and Demons, where he says, because of their lack of bodies, angels do not occupy space. So we do, so like we do and move within our world, taking up space. On the other hand, even though they do not have material bodies, they can impact and influence the world. Wings and swords are simply artistic representations of their roles and actions in our world. Angels can, archangels protect us from evil, of course, in the way that St. Michael, you know, battled devil and, right. and cast him out of heaven. And then lastly... David, the archangels still exist today. Thankfully, angels do not depend on our belief of them for their existence. God created their immortal spirits at the beginning of time, and they will never cease existing for all eternity. Now, we may not see them, hear them, or feel their presence, but they are as real as anything in front of you. And sometimes they let us know they are here, but most of the time, They're busy protecting us from harm. Some angels have to work a little harder than others. I'm sure they do. (laughs) You know, speaking of angels and how they capture our imagination, I was just kind of, while you were doing talking about that, I was running through my head, Hollywood movies 
with angels. Oh, there's, sure. There's quite a few. There are quite a few. Yeah, and think about some of that. them are kind of scary. Well, yeah. And some of them, so much yeah. fun. Uh, I need that angel in the outfield working with me sometimes to just help me get through an afternoon. How about Clarence? Clarence was in the movie... Um, it's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. Yeah. In fact, my daughter just said she came home last week and she said, I saw that yeah. uh, as a family with a, her in-laws. There's a lot of good ones. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Next Wednesday, that's October 4th. It is the Blessing of the Animals at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. Bring your pet to Holy Redeemer in Vancouver to be blessed on the 4th. It is the Feast St. Francis of Assisi. The blessing will happen promptly at 6 o'clock p.m. in front of the church. Animals must be on leashes or in carriers. And remember, you must uh, you must go to the community calendar. You can go to and check out everything that's going on and all of the details. MatraDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. What was the movie? Nicolas Cage was an angel. Remember that? City of Angels. City of Angels. Don't even remind <laughs> me about that movie, David. You're going to make me sad. Okay. Uh, coming up, Terry Ross. Uh, he's got his show again this weekend. He'll join us after the uh, forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Mater Day Radio is supported by our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. Operated by the Archdiocese of Portland, services include the recently completed Gethsemane Funeral Home, located on the grounds of Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. The new funeral home provides burial services to the Catholic community, regardless of cemetery choice. For more information, visit ccpdxor.com. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran. And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Monterey Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Modern Day Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 844 at Mater Day Radio. 40% chance of showers this morning. We'll see some clearing later tonight. High of 62 degrees. Could be chilly tonight. Low 48. And then sunshine on Saturday after some patchy fog. Currently it is 54 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 55 degrees at St. Michael the Archangel in downtown Portland. Fall is in the air and we are already coming up on the 26th Sunday of Ordinary Time. As we move through the calendar and through the month of October, some wonderful feast days that we have to celebrate. In fact, on the glory of the Mass, we take note of this week's feast day 
of St. Francis. Joining me this morning to talk a little bit about his upcoming show, it is the host of The Glory of the Mass, Terry Ross. Good morning, Terry. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, it's always my pleasure, Brenda. Not only are people getting a really good just arrangement of music throughout your shows. You also spend time talking about the feast days that we have coming up, the high feast days on Sundays throughout the church calendar. And then you also focus on some beautiful saints beloved to the Catholic Church. On October 4th, it is the feast day of St. Francis of Assisi. That's correct. St. Francis is probably the most beloved of all the saints uh, because he had such a gentle nature and he was known basically for being uh, kind to animals. And he was known basically for being kind to animals and also uh, conscious of the environment. There are no pictures of St. Francis or anything except sweet ones of his feeding animals or just being uh, the sweet natured person he was. Um, he was also known during his lifetime for his devotion to the Eucharist. He was designated one of the patron saints of Italy, alongside Catherine of Siena. I think that's incredible, especially on the morning show we have highlighted before the different saints. And while depictions of St. Francis are always of that, just as you said, very gentle with animals, feeding birds. And what also people don't know and realize is that while gentle in nature in his depictions, St. Francis also was the first to receive the stigmata, the wounds of Christ on his hands. And so while very gentle in his nature, very deeply devoted to the passion of our Lord, that is some of what you will learn on this week's episode of the glory of the mass for the 26th Sunday in ordinary time. So you always find these incredible composers throughout history that have written pieces of music in different settings this week. You've got kind of an international flavor. I think you found a composer from every major country of the world during that would have written music during this time. Tell our listeners. Not quite. Uh, There are no French composers and there are no English composers, but I do have a Swiss composer, Ludwig Zenfel, uh, Anton Bruckner, a 19th century Austrian composer, uh, two Italian composers, Luca Marenzio and Palestrina, and one uh, composer from the Netherlands, Jacobus Clemens Non Papa. Oh, you know I love that name because the Non Papa is the part that's a little bit fun. What does that mean? It's to distinguish him from the Pope, who was Pope at that time, Clement to the Seventh. His publisher wrote Clemens, but not the Pope, Non Papa. So, and he's become known through history as Clemens Non Papa. <laughs> well, you don't want to get them confused. Terry, the Mass, you said, is by Palestrina. Of course, such a beautiful music. What are some of the elements that really make, uh, that makes the music sound like Palestrina? Well, it's the very tight uh, and yet easygoing counterpoint. Pieces, not singing the same words at the same time, but nevertheless coming together beautifully in, in harmony. Uh, Palestrina is known as one of the great contrapuntists of all time. Uh, later composers used him as an example or as a, as a person to copy to learn how to write 
proper counterpoint. People like Beethoven, for example, thought very highly of Palestrina. Uh, and he's not the only one. Um, because he was, he, Palestrina left us a hundred masses. Wow. I mean, we have those masses. Um, he probably wrote more than that, but he, that's, we have those because they were all published because he was so famous during his lifetime, which was basically the last three quarters of the 16th century, 1525 to, to 1590. Terry, you focus much of your episodes on the Renaissance period, but also recognize that beautiful music has been written throughout history and since that time. And we've been talking about the different uh, names, as of course, a Renaissance. And you talk about one of those pieces today, uh, Bruckner. Uh, he was a 19th century composer. Tell us a little bit about that. And we're going to preview one of his songs. Yes, he's a very uh, devout 19th century composer. And he wrote all kinds of music. Uh, but one thing that he really liked writing are graduals for the Latin church service. And he wrote a number of those graduals, and they're all very uh, muscular, I can only say, you know, um, as well as devotional. Mm -hmm. Loud and then soft, then loud and then soft. Uh, very uh, expressive music, Bruckner. Well, I think we have a preview of one of those very expressive pieces. Yeah. What's the name of this piece we're going to preview? It's called um, Christus Factus S. That is means uh, Christ is obedient to us unto death. All right. And I think this is a good example of the soft and the loud. Here is that music. Okay, so it began, and that was actually even a few seconds into the piece because we wanted to get to that louder portion. But mm. you're right, very soft, and then not even too much of a build, just then it's loud. Now, what is that transition in music called? It's called either a sudden <laughs> crescendo, or it isn't sudden because it, it does happen gradually, but gradually over a short period of time. And that's interesting that happens on the word obedience. Christ became obedient to us unto death. It's really just very dramatic on the obedience part, which oh, is, of course, the subject. Okay. Of and all of those, when Bruckner was writing this, so he writes into the music, so that way the choir conductor knows this is soft, and then this is loud. And all these little instructions on how it should be sung are in the music they're in the music that's 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 not the case in most renaissance music uh those things were left up to the choir director okay choir director say you have to get louder here you have to get softer here and people would then write it in their own little copies but it wasn't in the printed or you know it wasn't part of the music uh in the baroque period it started to become fashionable, not fashionable, but necessary to write those instructions in to the music uh, to show the different loudnesses and people get, getting very loud or getting very, very soft. 
You okay. Know. And then there are some times where there are pieces where there are solo portions of it, and then some where the entire choir comes in. Is that also written into some music, or is that left to the choir director to kind of put their own flair into a piece? Mostly the uh, composers instructed where they wanted there to be solos. But choir directors have always taken liberties with the music. So if they find a particular piece of the music, which would be really dramatic, suddenly with just four people singing instead of 16, they may do that, even though it wasn't written in the music. But by and large, the composers would have written in those solos. Well, excellent. See, once again... More that I have to learn about these wonderful pieces in written. Terry, thank you so much. Looking forward to another great week of the Glory of the Mass. Thank you for your time today. It's my pleasure, as always. And again, you will be able to listen to The Glory of the Mass this Saturday and Sunday for a complete playlist of this week's episode. Head over to matradayradio.com under the programming menu and find The Glory of the Mass. Again, you're going to find that at matradayradio.com. And it is 8.54 at Mater Day Radio. You know, we're really lucky to have such wonderful hosts for our local mm-hmm, programs. For I sure. mean, you think about Living Stones, Voice of the Shepherd, Blazing the Trail, View from the Pew, of course, on tonight. You and the Good Deacon, so uh, again, blessed with wonderful programs. You can go to our programming page. It's on our website. Just click on the programming button there. You can print off a full schedule. It's at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Dei Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Grab some coffee and take the morning blend with you anywhere you go. Listen to the podcast at materdayradio.com. And it is 8.55 at Mater Day Radio. Well, there's a 40% chance of showers today, right on through the day today. Going to be kind of chilly, high of 62. Slight chance of rain overnight tonight, low of 48. And then Saturday, maybe some patchy fog in the morning. Then sunshine both for Saturday and Sunday, highs in the upper 60s. It is currently 55 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, it is Tasha Layton, Love Lifting Me, and we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
Tasha Layton and Love Lifting Me. 7.59. 7.59. Look at that. No, it is it's not, not 7.59. It's, uh, what is it? Uh, it's 8.59. You know what? That's, <laughs> That's going to wrap up the morning blend for you. I didn't want to start the show over don't, again. Don't start it over. Hey, you know what? That's going to wrap it up for September for us. Oh, my goodness. You're right. How about that? Just like that, September's over. We'll be back October, Monday. But thank you all for joining us. What a great week. Enjoyed it. And that is going to wrap it up for us on the morning, Belen. Uh, we don't have a new view from the pew tonight, uh, but okay. I'm going to pick out one of my favorite from the last year. So please tune in. Yes. And uh, Deacon Scott and I, we always got something to say about something. You do. <laughs> have a very blessed day.